Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. In today's episode, we're going to be going over everything that happened in the previous week in the WWE. We have a very busy show ahead of us today. We are going to be going over the previous week in the WWE, including Raw from the 12th of July, NXT from the 13th of July, SmackDown from the 16th of July, and the first pay-per-view aside from WrestleMania, the first pay-per-view in over 70 weeks that finds itself in front of a live WWE universe that is money in the bank 2021 what a hell of a show yeah i mean it all starts off with that friday though <laughs> oh that yeah friday being in front of the live crowd made yeah. all the difference oh, in the it world was electric yes it was yes, but it was. we're going to real quickly get uh through not gonna say get through because some good stuff happened on raw nxt yeah. and smackdown this week but we're gonna definitely hit on that and then we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes of money in the bank yeah we're gonna get through the very last show in the thunderdome a place we hope we never have to return to yeah per per drew mcintyre everyone will be even more excited if we never have to hear the words thunderdome again yes but starting on Monday Night Raw, we had a United States Championship match between Sheamus and Umberto Carrillo, which Sheamus, a la dashing Cody Rhodes with the face mask, yep. finds himself at victorious again over Umberto Carrillo. The man who broke his nose. The man who did break his nose, indeed, um, does defeat him and retains his United States Championship. Now, who do we put in that position to eventually take the belt off of Sheamus. I honestly don't know. I I honestly just let Sheamus go on this run. I think it's a it's a great idea to uh to reintroduce his open challenge that he was having prior mm-hmm. to his broken nose. Um, there isn't really. I don't think there really is anybody on the card right now that you could say I want to put the U.S. Championship on him. Yeah, like the, you, you. The card's very top heavy. Um, well, the thing is, is it's very top heavy, but then you had these mid card guys who were in the money in the bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying anything derogatory by calling somebody in the mid card on raw or SmackDown, they're top flight talent, mm-hmm. but Ricochet, Johnny drip drip, like they could be in that United, United States, States championship, championship picture. picture. Yeah. AJ Styles could be in that picture, but he's in a tag team. So, Matt Riddle could Matt, be in that picture, but he's in a tag team. He's in a tag team. Um, so it really makes the waters a little murky there. But you've got people who are who are returning. Apparently, we're supposed to be getting a returning Kalisto. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be get. Um, a I thought re- Kalisto was released. Was oh he was released. I'm sorry, Lince Dorado. Yeah, Lince Dorado is supposed to be returning pretty shortly. Um, you've got. Um, obviously, everything that came out of Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. there are different people who you may see in the um, United States title picture, a la Jinder Mahal. Yeah, you could... Jeff Hardy. <clears throat> yeah, Jeff Hardy, you could see... Cedric uh, Alexander. Alexander. You, you could know. even see Drew McIntyre in there. Ooh, that'd be a big drop for him, though. That'd be a big even fall, Even to just have him feud against Sheamus? I don't think that's a drop. That's him continuing a feud that he had. Yeah, but his new feud is going to be with Jinder for a little bit, I think. I'm just saying, like, people who who could elevate 
like the, the United States Championship middle card picture are people who we haven't seen on TV in a while. Like I wouldn't mind seeing Jeff Hardy back on TV a little bit more. Cedric Alexander back on TV even, a little even bit more. Even a returning Keith Lee. Yeah, even Keith Lee returning would be great. I think he's going to find his way on the blue brand, but we will see. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I could see him fitting in the blue brand. I could see him speaking a mid card. I could see him going after Apollo Crews. Yeah. Yeah, that but, could definitely be something because it would be really interesting to see Aziz versus Keith Lee. Yeah, to get to Apollo. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of speaking mid-card, of a mid card guy, yeah, Xavier, Xavier Woods, Woods uh, gets a massive win over Bob Lashley uh, to pretty much open up Raw this past week. Yeah, and to pretty much close out Raw, um, Bobby Lashley destroys the VIP lounge. VIP lounge, saying, "You know what? Kofi was right." Kofi's right. You have made me soft. Yeah. And I've been so pissed tonight that I need to get back to where I was. I need to get back to destroying things. He abs- he throws couches. He throws and breaks tables. <clears throat> he doesn't want champagne. He doesn't want women. He, he wants, wants people to realize he is dangerous. <clears throat> yeah, he wants to win wrestling matches. He yep. wants to dominate people. He wants to hurt people. Yeah, which when we get to Money in the Bank, we'll discuss that. Yeah. <clears throat> How that came out. Moving on to NXT. Uh, what a great NXT. Oh, it was Before a great we even show. get anywhere. What the, what <clears throat> was that? Like, I came out of nowhere. How great that show yeah. was. I mean, it's not saying that NXT is not great normally. It's just that this NXT was almost a takeover level like, NXT. Yeah, you're coming out of a takeover to this, this show. And it's like... Wow, like this. This is really. This is how you're gonna start your next batch heading into your SummerSlam takeover. Mm-hmm. I mean, clap right there, bravo yeah. to those guys. Because show wow. show opens out on fire with Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon. Yeah, uh, where Kai gets a big win over Ember Moon, who has been a thorn in the side of them for the last few weeks. Yeah, um, and the. A big singles win, which is yeah. key for Dakota Kai, because she does a lot of tag team stuff, and to see her get in the singles victory. And now, even when she's in that tag and they lose, she's the one taking the pin. She does eat quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. So, and she even eats in the singles, so this is a big win for her in general. Yep. Um, but the biggest thing to come out of this is post-match, um, we essentially have the number one contender, the new challenger for the uh, NXT Women's Championship, being... Uh, Zia Lee, which is massive. Yeah, it is. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, does um, oh my god, the the group's name is Tian Sha. What is the um mysterious? I don't know what the mysterious leader's woman's name, name is. is. All I know <clears throat> is that um, this sets up a very interesting dynamic for Zia Lee because. When Zia Lee first came back, she was truly dominating people. Like, she had that first match that seemed like a little bit off where why was the other person getting offense in? I think that was always Stark is who she came back against. Yes. And you were like, wait, why is she getting offense? But now we can see why is because Zoe Stark, they they see something big in her. Yeah. And it's Mei Ying. Mei Ying. Is what her name is. Okay. But I am I'm interested to see what happens if Raquel goes over Zaya, what that does to this group. Because you know WWE is quick to pull the trigger on, you know, breaking up factions. Mm-hmm. They've, they've done it numerous times. I and mean, we've talked about the Hurt Business. We've talked about um, 
I mean, I I think they've essentially broken up RK Bro. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I I think um, we always see WWE has this good thing going, and then they kind of like to pull the rug out from underneath it too quickly sometimes. Um, whether it was Retribution again, um, Hurt Business, those are just a couple that comes off top. Um, Sanity once they got pulled, they got mm-hmm. pulled into uh, Raw and SmackDown rosters. So I want to see. Zia Lee, if she loses this match, I want to see her dominate to the point where she loses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she needs to dominate Raquel Gonzalez. What I mean is she needs to lose in a fashion that keeps her strong. So yeah. she gets herself disqualified for using green mist. Mm-hmm. Um, Her manager gets involved in the match somehow with chicanery with the lighting and stuff like that. But Raquel Gonzalez is able to get through it and then Mm -hmm. beat Zia Lee with assistance from something. Yeah. I just, I. Boa gets involved somewhere. Exactly. So I need to see, I I need to see Zia Lee coming out of this strong regardless Mm -hmm. of outcome. Hey, she wins a title, she wins a title. She doesn't win the match. She has to come out strong. Strong. And maybe even hated. Yeah. Like X Pac Heat. Like no no, 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 no. Like, think of Okay, think of Shawn Michaels entering the Survivor jo- Series the Survivor Series match against Bret Hart at the Montreal Screwjob, that kind of heat where the crowd wants to spit on her. John, John Cena, Cena ECW, ECW one-night one stand. Exactly. She needs to come out of that match with that type of heat for cheating away that she did to, you know, cause the end of the match. Um, something. You know what I mean? I just, I, keep the supernatural element that you have going with her, but you mm-hmm. need to do something where she comes out strong at the end of this match. Yeah. Um, I just I was just looking up and kind of reading into Tian Shaw a little bit. Um, Mei Ying is all but confirmed to be Karen Q. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Because when I looked up her on uh, Pro Wrestling Fandom Wiki, whatever it is, yep. it says it's Karen Q. Okay. Is the one playing, uh, or as the character, uh, Mei Ying. Nice. Which I think is a really good spot for her. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, moving on to the next segment, we had another diamond mine match. Um, Tyler Rust took on Bobby Fish, um, which Bobby Fish was essentially trying to get back into the singles push. He doesn't, uh, Kyle Riley's busy doing other things. Adam Cole's left him in the dust. Roderick Strong's now in the diamond mine. He's trying to make his own. Um, and he wanted to challenge against diamond mine to kind of prove that he's able to be a singles wrestler. Mm-hmm. And, Tyler Rust puts him away um, with the assistance of the rest of the Diamond Mine. Obviously. Uh, post-match, they all attack him with Kushida coming out for the save. Um, I think you're right when you said last week that they could be going for that Cruiserweight title. That the Cruiserweight title is... I think the weight limits kind of changed for the Cruiserweight uh, Championship. Have you watched 205 Live? Have you seen some of the guys on 205 Live lately? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely changed. I think I think they're going they're going into a, a little bit bigger of a dynamic. I'm not saying they're going to go into those heavyweights, but they're going to go above 205. Yeah, so I'm thinking like 220, 225 maybe. Yeah. yeah. This way if you ever want to like introduce, John, introduce Johnny Gargano into it, you can. Yeah. But um I could see definitely a, a future takeover match between uh, Kushida and Roderick Strong for that Cruiserweight title. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And they're going to continue to build towards that with 
Diamond Mine facing Bobby Fish and Kushida as a tag team, mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna get that kind of element going on. Yeah, I'm more interested in that third member of the Diamond Mine. He really, oh Hideki Suzuki. Yeah, he was a former coach in the PC. I want to see him in the ring. That's why. I, that's why I'm I'm interested in him. I want to see what he's all about. Yeah, I want to see what kind of a, is he like a strong style like um, Manura like, Suzuki? Is he like a um, more of a technical wrestler? I'm trying to think of kind of like a uh, he, uh, Hiroshi Takahashi. Mm-hmm. What what is his wrestling style? I've never seen Suzuki's work. Yeah, in in Japan and all that. And in, if you consider that he's from the PC and he's training a lot of people, then obviously he's teaching a lot of people different styles, so he must... He, he's got to have a good... um, a good repertoire. Yeah, I know. So. He, he And if if there's any way, I don't know if we can figure out who it has been he's been training, yeah. that would also kind of say, like, oh, that's his specialty. Yeah. He's a submission wrestler, or he's a technical wrestler, or he is a striker, or whatever. Yeah. I don't think he's a striker because I would give that to Tyler Rust. Okay. And a submission specialist would be kind of um, strong. Yeah, but strong's just Greco Roman. Not just. Uh, yeah, Roman Greco. Greco Roman. Man, I'm dyslexic today. Um, because if you think about it, he's the, he's the master of the backbreaker. Master break. of the backbreaker, yeah. So. You know, he's not just submission. He likes to work a body paw mm-hmm. over and just completely dominate technical. you from that point. He's yeah, he's very technical. There's the terminology. So we'll see. We'll definitely see when he steps in the ring. It's going to be a lot of fun, regardless. Um, moving on to a women's match, uh, we had Saw Ray versus Gigi Dolan. Gigi Dolan's first singles match in NXT. Yeah, and the way Saray kicked her in the head, I would imagine it's her last. Oh Jesus. my god! That drop kick that she does in between the ropes. Mm-hmm. She's flush with that. Yeah, flush. She's hit. I think she's had, what, two matches in NXT? Yeah. And she's hit that move twice. And I swear, I thought she killed both people. Yeah. I thought so. I'm just like, oh, wow, wow. Okay, they're just letting her. Who has a more flush kick? Sare with that drop kick or uh, Alistair Black, uh, Malachi Black with the black mask? So from what I've seen so far, she's two for two. And we have to remember Alistair Black whiffed on... Uh, um, Baron Corbin, was it? No, not Baron no. Corbin. Um, uh, Rowan? Nope, 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 nope. Oh, uh, God. They cut him. Uh, he was having all kinds of issues. Lars. Um, Lars Sullivan. There you go. He he kind of missed pretty bad on that one. Yeah. So, sorry, he's got a perfect batting average. Don't get me wrong. I love the black mask, but the way she hits it, mm-hmm. like, she's she's flush hitting people, like, right in the head. Like, wow. Yeah, giving people headaches. That's yeah, for certain. That's for certain. But I like how Mandy Rose just appeared at the top of the ramp after that, too. Yeah, um, essentially solidifying, which it's been confirmed um, through Sean Rossap and uh, Fightful and all that, um, that a trade has been done. Um, Aaliyah has been traded to Raw, while Mandy Rose has been traded to NXT. Yeah, because after Aaliyah's beatdown of Robert Stone, after another loss for the Robert Stone yeah, brand. Yeah, to Cantanzaro and Carter. Yep. Um Aaliyah and Jessica Maya are out of Robert Stone brand, and Frankie Monet tried to pick up the pieces. She may have only picked up one of them, being Which is, Jessica Maya. And can, Robert Stone, because Robert Stone followed her out as well. Yeah, true. So she may be the new head of RSB, yeah. Yes. But Aaliyah has found herself out of RSB. Yep. Um, we and ha- there was that interaction, too. Mandy Rose and uh, Frankie Monet yeah. in the back. 
very interested to see what that brings about. That's going to be a lot of fun because they have very similar characters. Yes, yes, very similar. High-class characters. Yeah. Where Frankie Monet is all about her money and she's she's uh, rich. Yep. She's rich in talent. She's rich in money. Where Mandy Rose is all about her looks. She's the most. She's God's greatest gift. Yep. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see them two go against each other eventually. Uh, eventually. Yeah. Um, speaking of God's greatest gifts, the greatest love story of all time: Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. Yes. Um, after a loss to Santos Escobar at the hands of the rest of LDF, um, Dexter Loomis finds himself laid out on the uh, ca- uh, on the canvas. And Indy comes and swoops in and tries to carry him out, drops him, falls on top of him, and we are millimeters from the final, from the the pinnacle, the lip, uh, the lip locking between the two of them, where Candace comes in and pushes her away and gets her away from him, and you could almost see a tear in Dexter's face. Yeah, he's like, oh, so close. The, uh, the, oh my God. The imprisoned artist, or something like that. The uh, the tortured artist. The tortured artist. Yeah, it's it's so sad. I don't know what love story I liked more: Mandy Rose and Otis, or Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. In- Indy Hartwell and Dexter. It's 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 definitely a toss up for me, but I'm I'm really loving this this love story. I'm loving this love story because you have so many factors in the way of keeping them apart. Mm-hmm. Like Johnny Gargano's trying so hard to prevent it from happening, and then his wife's preventing it from happening, and then they go to counseling, and it's great. Like, don't get me wrong, Otis and Mandy Rose was fun, but you know, at the end of the day, this is this is way better written. Yeah, way better written. And now moving on to someone who loves something else, Carrion uh, Cross likes choking people out. So this match went almost exactly how I wanted it to go. Gargano mustered some offense, targeted an area, which is what he's good for, and then Cross just flipped a different switch mm-hmm. and eventually just destroyed Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. And like, wow. Cross has done it again. He has just shut up another guy who says he can't wrestle. Yeah. That's what as, it, as, that, that's as Gargano says to uh to Cross, you suck in a in a long extended You, you suck. suck. Um No, he laid him on your ass, uh laid you on your ass. Yeah, and then he choked you out. <clears throat> and then he also choked Samoa Joe out. Yep. Which he is not to lay a hand on anybody unless he's unless provoked. Well, he's just been provoked. Well, he's been provoked. Yep. I would not be shocked if Joe lays cross on his ass this week. Yeah. Just attacks him yeah. and lays into him. And then that's our takeover main event. Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. I I would love to watch that. I would love to watch that. And Cross retains. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't Cross retain? I love that we're in agreement for once on something. <laughs> we're in agreement a lot here. I mean, yeah, we're in agreement a lot. Sixty-five percent of the time. That's sixty-five a lot. is sixty-five is gracious. Yeah, all right, sixty-five. Okay. Moving on to SmackDown, the first show in front of fans. Um, I believe this one was from the Toyota Center. 
and in Houston, in Houston Texas. <clears throat> the show opens with uh, uh, six Vince coming. No, oh yes, came yes. out with Vince, and he says, "Welcome back." And leaves. I because I saw him come out, and I was. That's not what he said. He said, "Where the hell have you been?" Is that what he said? Yes. Where the hell have you been? Then he takes his bow and he walks away. Because I was going to say, oh, he's about to run up, run down the crowd for 10 minutes. Yeah. That's all he Where said. Where the hell have you been? Leaves. Yep. I love it. The best part about it, right, is, I mean, we had some very natural reactions throughout the course of the evening. Um, It did sound like maybe they were piping in some noise for a little bit there. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> but when Vince came out, they didn't need to play his theme music. That crowd. Sang No Chance. Yeah. That that was incredible for for all the dogging we do on Vince McMahon. For all for the dogging him, everybody does on Vince McMahon, he is one of the most loved people in the professional wrestling world because of what he's created. Without Vince McMahon, we don't have AEW. We don't have AEW. We don't have Impact. We don't have Ring of Honor. We don't have all these backyard promotions. We don't have all these uh, indie promotions. You don't know half the names of the wrestlers across the planet if it's not for Vince McMahon. Yeah. Okay, we don't have WrestleMania because that was his brainchild, mm-hmm. okay? We don't have the Monday Night Wars. I mean... Wrestling would not be what it is today without Vince McMahon. Without him having bought the company from his father mm-hmm. and then basically went around and grabbed all the best talent and made one great company with all the best talent in the world so everybody could see the best talent in the world whenever they wanted to. Whether that best talent sat at the top of the card where you think they should have been, or sat in the middle of the card and you thought they should have been higher, or they sat at the bottom of the card and you thought they should have been way higher. He always had the talent. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he still has a lot of the talent mm-hmm. to this day. So, Moving on to the actual events of the show. The show opened with the six-man tag match, Oof. which I think is a perfect place for this match to happen. Yeah. Um, where we had the uh, the Usos and Roman Reigns defeating the Mysterios and Edge in a six-man tag match. Um, Are they trying to kill Dominic Mysterio? Maybe. I'm just curious. Just because he's the young kid, they're just like, okay, we'll do all the insane bumps with him. Let's see, he gets powerbombed outside of a ring. Yeah, there was probably padding and stuff like that. It still probably hurt. Yeah. And the powerbomb that Roman Reigns gave him on the table... The table didn't buckle, right? Table didn't move, and he hit him right in the middle of the spine, like like what KO does to Sami Zayn on the apron of the ring. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, ah, this kid's in his early twenties. Let's let's see how much we can kill this kid. Yeah, let's see how much shorter we can make his career. Wow. Um, but yeah, that happened, and then I believe it was Jay Uso got the roll up pin on Ray. I think it was on Ray. Maybe. I think Jay pinned Ray. I know that's what happened at Money in the Bank. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. That may have been how it ended, but that's not how the match actually ended because... Because Edge put Reigns in the crossface with a chair bar. Yep. And tapped him. Yep. He was legitimately tapping out. Tapping. The same way that uh, Daniel Bryan did it to him prior to uh, the WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Tap, tap, tap a Yep. Uh... We got a big return. So, Sammy our Z- favorite, Sammy, Sammy Zane. Zane. Okay. He, this is where I figured out that they were pumping in the noise. 
because everybody was popping for Sammy. And then he told the crowd to chant something. And as the crowd was chanting it a little bit, you could hear something drowning out the crowd. Yeah. Okay. Then we get the return. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor. The prince. Is back. Now, obviously he returns against Sammy, so they're making him a face again. Yeah. Is he... Do you think they're going to have him muck around a little bit before they decide what title picture? Because I don't see him going up against Roman. I don't see him going against Roman. Maybe against um, Cruz. But then again, I I don't know. I don't He's know. He's so good. Like This is what we were just talking about, like Vince having this talent. And like, not knowing what to do with it. Like He can go anywhere on the card. He and again, it sucks. You say Sami Zayn bottom of the card, but you could have him go up against Sami Zayn at the bottom of the card, and then just like kind of keep working his way up the ladder and keep working his way Com- up the ladder. Comparing so, and then it's it's, it's horrible to say that Sami Zayn is the bottom of the card, but if you look at how stacked the roster is, I, in particular the SmackDown roster, like really look at the SmackDown roster. You have guys who really aren't on TV a lot, which is Bobby Roode and. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. And when they come on TV, they always put on a great match. Mm-hmm. Then you got someone like Sami Zayn, who when he's on TV, talks and wrestles better than most people across the planet on some of the other promotions. rosters and promotions that we talk about. Yeah. Um. He just had a... We didn't even talk about the, the unbelievable match he had last week on SmackDown with Kevin Owens for the qualifier. Mm-hmm. Where Kevin Owens... Did a frog splash through the damn table? Yeah. Like what? It's insane. Um. Then we had um. We have other talents like Apollo Cruz, mm-hmm. like who has the Intercontinental Champion, so he's your top mid card. Mm-hmm. But you could easily put people like Seth Rollins in that in there, and you could put Cesaro in there, and mm-hmm. you could, like the, Shinsuke Nakamura can go in there. Rick Boogs could go. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. There's so much talent, and then at the, obviously at the top you have the Tribal Chief. Yeah. So Finn just working his way up, I think, might be the right play here. Mm-hmm. Just have him work his way up. Have get him, him in a get him in a good feud with Shinsuke. Yeah. Like that would be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe after SummerSlam, get him and Rollins together again. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. You know what I mean, and just a not even not even a feud for anything. They don't need a feud for anything. No, they, Blood feud. Just a just some good matches. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just we want to watch some good matches. Yeah, you know, maybe a callback to the shoulder injury. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that guy wouldn't have the title for us to chase had you not hurt me because I would have never lost that title, mm-hmm. not to him, not to anybody. Like, play that. Yeah, I, I think you can get a lot out of that. Yeah. And then we run into uh, Survivor Series. Hell, he could captain the Survivor Series team. He could. Oh, he, he easily he could, could. He could come out as a demon and take out all of Raw. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot you could do here with Finn. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what, what, what they plan on doing. Just His return, obviously, was to interrupt Sami Zayn. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna build something along those lines. And, you know... Speaking we'll, of building... Bu- you know, once is considered a shock. Twice... You're the real thing. Yeah. And you've you're now beaten, easily number one contenders. You've now beaten the women's tag team champions twice. Yeah. Give them their shot. Yeah. 
they deserve their shot. They do. They do deserve their shot because Shotzi and Knox have knocked off Natalia and Tamina again. Not once, but twice. Yeah, huge, 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 huge. And I know there was a little bit of an outside distraction with um, Liv Morgan and Selena, Selena Vega fighting outside and stuff like that. But at the end of the day. I mean, they still got the pin. They got the pinfall. They got the victory again. And this time it was Knox over Natalia. Mm-hmm. So Natalia's lost both times. Yeah. Tamina hasn't lost any of these matches. Mm-hmm. And if and if they end up losing the belts and Natalia's the one that loses it, mm-hmm. there's a feud. There is. You can build a good feud out of that too. Yeah. Um, moving on to the women's title match that happened at. Um, Smackdown this week between Bianca Belair and Carmella. Thank you, Bailey. That was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. Match. Yes, it was. It once again proves that you know for everything, all the a, dogging on. A, yeah, there's a lot of dogging on Carmella. Um, obviously she plays that character. She's the pre- prettiest woman on um, the re- yeah. in wrestling and stuff like that. She puts good matches together. Oh yeah. The, I I I want to say maybe the last the last. Tw- two times that she's been in a no the last three matches in which she's been in a title match which were the two against Banks mm-hmm. and this one she's put matches together mm-hmm. her and Banks had two great matches and this match was phenomenal mm-hmm. um obviously Bella has to go over yeah i mean it's only the right choice and um her keeping the title um moves forward for a lot of things that you can do mm-hmm. you know we're talking about a returning Keith Lee a returning Mia Yim yeah. That would be exciting. Yep. We have Tony Storm coming this weekend. That's going to be exciting. A potential return of Becky Lynch. That's going to be exciting. So there's a there's a lot that's going to come out of um out of what we just witnessed with that title um retention by mm-hmm. one Bianca Belair. Yeah. Now she's got what three retentions? Didn't she beat Bailey twice? Yes. So she got three title retentions so far. That's huge. It's one thing to win the belt. It's another thing to hold it. Exactly. Moving on to money in the bank. What Before we go over, where do you rate this? On, on the Melter scale. What? On, a, on the Melter scale. Five stars. Five stars. I give it a solid four and a half. I give it a solid four and a quarter. And... The it loses a quarter because of some of the way the crowd was behaving for me. Yeah, um, the the crowd again they're rowdy, they're excited to be back, but there's no necessity when two women are putting on a spectacle of a professional wrestling match to be chanting that they want a different person. Yeah, which in turn causes Peacock to cut the feed. And mess up the feed across all platforms for the rest of the for the show. remainder of the show because they had to blurt out the fact that Charlotte Flair threw a finger at the crowd. Yeah, so um, that kind of irritated me. And it, again, I think they pumped in a little bit of noise because at one point you did hear some AEW chants again. Yeah, listen, if you want to watch AEW, go watch AEW. You don't need to buy a ticket to a WWE show and chant AEW. Just like, I, I completely understand going to a WWE show and chanting ECW, 
because that was a thing. That's their property. Yeah. And, and it's still a th- like if they There's no necessity to chant AEW. Yeah. Th- th- there isn't and, a need for and it. And in my opinion, there were two matches on this, which is another reason I dropped a little bit that in my opinion based on the outcome should have flipped position. I think that the tag matches should have flipped position. AJ and Amos versus Viking Raiders on the pre-show. Mysterios and Usos on the main card. I think I like where they positioned them, though. I like the way they were positioned because it gave you a break from when the Mysterios and Usos were going to come back out for the main event. Okay. Because, remember, Omos and AJ was a little bit later on in the pay-per-view. So if you were going to have this run... It was run- only the second match. I know, but if Happened you... Happened at like 8.45. But if you're going to have this run-in, it's yeah. better to have it based on a pre-show event versus an in-show event so i had no problem with that and i and i'll tell you something right now the usos becoming the seven time tag team champions Mm -hmm. huge i loved it i loved it i absolutely loved the finish yeah where jimmy ate the rko rko 619 619 that's what i meant he ate the 619 well i was gonna say everybody everybody rkos on that night we'll talk about that match yeah (laughs) yeah RK Bros. Um, but so, yeah. He's a 619, saves the match, and then with his own thinking, as, as Jay, Jay is rolling, rolling up. Mysterio up, he swings in and ho- keeps his feet up against Jay's back, allowing him to hold the p- hold the pin with leverage. while the ref is staring directly at him, pissed me off, staring directly at him, and still counts to three. I'm totally cool with it. But if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna suspend disbelief, or you're not gonna see someone trying to cheat to win, don't do it in the women's title match, where Charlotte is threw her legs up, and instead of instead of getting mad, um, be, uh, the referee he just stops the count and looks up at her and kind of gives this like seriously look. No, be a referee. Say you can't cheat. You got to do the rules. Yada yada yada. Start like. Yeah. Running her down. Don't just kind of be like, seriously, what do you think you're doing? Yep. You're not there to joke around with them. You're no. there to to referee the match. Yeah. So to I referee the match. So I really like the outcome of that match. I like that we have the new tag team champions. Um, I think this is going to continue to build a really good feud between these guys. Um, eventually, when the Street Profits get healthy, um, you know, you, like I said, you got the Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. You've got um, the... Um, Dirty Dogs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot a lot still going on in this tag division. To me, match of the night is the next match. The Women's Money in the women's Bank. Women's Money in the Bank was so good. Was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, and I'm stealing this term from another podcast I listened to, Going and Rather, another uh, professional wrestling podcast. Everybody got their shit in. Yeah. Everybody got their spots. I love how the match opened. First of all, First person to come out, Nikki Cross. Uh, not Nikki Cross. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, and then she just stands in the corner through everybody. Stands else. there, stoic, stoic. No reaction. Nothing. New ring gear. Love it. Love it. And then as everybody's going for the ladders, she just stands in the ring, and she starts trying to move the money in the bank. I was almost. I and was almost you, ready. And if you pay attention, the money in the bank drops just slightly. Really? It dropped just slightly. You have to pay attention to it, but it drops just slightly. It's, I it's that suspension of disbelief. Again, 
Take away Lexi Kaufman. That's not who this is. This, this is, is a Ale- character. This is Alexa this Bliss. This is Alexa Bliss, the character. Let it just suspended disbelief, okay? Because not only did you have a supernatural being in here, okay, who hypnotized another wrestler mid-match, okay, held her own throughout most of this match while she was basically being double-teamed, triple-teamed. She team. got buried under eight ladders. Buried under all the ladders. And the winner of this match was a superhero in training. Yes. Almost superhero, Nikki. Amazing. And, you know... I'm a little sore from my run, so I can't really pat myself on the back right now. But you called it. But I called it. And on top of it, there better be a phone booth on Monday Night Raw tonight so Nikki could change into it while she brings in her Money in the Bank contract. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to completely say this right now. I would have been 100% okay. With any of these women. Well, that. But I would have been 100% okay if... The Money in the Bank match ended in 30 seconds because when Le- if Alexa Bliss did that force thing and all we see is like the Undertaker like lightning thing strike the the thing, clasp and it just drops. And it drops and she catches it, I'd have been a million percent fine with that match so, being done like that. The only, my only issue with that is it really would have buried all the other women. Oh, it 100% would have. 100% would have, especially after you've just given um, Liv Morgan a huge push. You're bringing back Zelina Vega. The, the superstars in this match... When Natalia and Tamina, they were carrying this match. They were playing the spoiler the yes, whole time. The whole time. Anytime somebody was trying to get on a, on, on a ladder, trying to do something, Natalia was there, or Na- Tamina was oh, there. Oh, Tamina was there. Um, they hit all the big moves. You had the you had the big move spot right at the beginning instead of saving it for the end of the match, which was really good. Um, we had um, so normally based on Money in the Bank math, if you have a big spot in a ladder match, you're not winning the match. Yeah. Well, Nikki Ash had the proved big that spot. wrong. Yeah. She. It, oh, man. I, first of all, somebody should have been holding that ladder for her when she jumped off it because the thing moved. That was scary. That it was moved sc- a lot. She, it moved she a lot. missed that. Yeah. It wasn't on her, though. The, la- the ladder moved. The, the ladder swayed. Usually referees will hold the ladder. Yeah. Because we didn't even talk about um on SmackDown, there was, uh, there was that... Fatal four-way. Fatal four-way at the end of the night. And if you mm-hmm. watch a fan's camera view of it, Seth Rollins is holding the the ladder for Kevin Owens to go through the table against Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. So those are things that you're not supposed to see. The camera view is not supposed to allow you to see that. But there should have been people holding the ladder. And if they were, I guess they were. And Nikki pushed off too hard. But, I mean, what a spot for Nikki. And what, what a spot for all these women. Even, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even talking about her. But, man, I, I felt the glow. Because she was yeah. unbelievable. She in was this having match. a lot of fun. Naomi. She was having a ton of fun in this match, Naomi. She had a ton of big spots. Apparently, I read something today that she has been moved from Raw to SmackDown. Okay, that means she's I... been moved to the SmackDown roster, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with. She's with her husband. They like to keep husband and wife together. So, yeah. um, but man, what a what a great match, and mm-hmm. and it was one A one B for the for the ladder matches for me. Mm-hmm. This. This gets the slight edge just because, I mean, technically, I got both ladder matches right, yeah. but this one just, it hit a different way because you got all the elements that we're constantly talking about. You got the supernatural elements from like Alexa Bliss. You got all the wrestling story t- story elements. You got the true underdog winning the match. Mm-hmm. Yes, the fan favorite was Liv Morgan going into it. Everybody wanted Liv to win. I wanted Liv to win. I know you did. You mentioned that. But at the end of the day, 
I love how you had the six women battling on the top and they were all fighting each other and fighting each other. And then Nikki just comes in and steals it. Mm-hmm. Like, was nobody paying attention to her? It was amazing. It I was... thought she was just climbing up the ladder to start brawling too. Yeah. And then I thought we were going to see like an explosion of ladders and Bliss would have found her way out. Yeah. No, Nikki just wins. Yep. And and literally- It doesn't celebrate in doesn't the ring. Celebrate. She goes all the way up the she ramp. She jumps down, runs away from everybody and celebrates at the top of the ramp on those ladders. Yes. It's great. Great, great match. Great um, match. Next match, we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match between Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. Omos has really improved in the Omos ring. is so good. Yeah. You know who he's training with, right? No. Kevin Nash. Okay. That Kev- makes sense. Kevin Not Nash. Big man. Kevin Nash has been helping Omos in the performance center and stuff. Um, I think that's huge, um, especially when you got a big guy like Nash who you know knows how to be a big guy. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Omos isn't doing any kind of spectacular moves. And he did seem like he was out of spot at certain points throughout the course of the match. It didn't look like he was in the right spot, so they had to kind of like redirect him. But I mean, when he needed to be big, he was big. Mm -hmm. He gorilla pressed Ivar. Yeah. Like what? Seriously? Yeah, and then he he choke bombed um, Eric Eric to end the the match. Yeah. Yeah. What a... Great showing for him, and the Viking Raiders looked good in the and, loss. And I loved the oh, they did look really good in the loss. They got a lot of offense in. Yep. What I really liked was the uh, where Eric and Ivar were outside, or it was might have been just Ivar outside of the ring. It was one of them, whatever it is. Um, and AJ goes to jump over, and it was Eric. Tosses him. Yeah, and he does. And a he hits Rana. a Hurricane Rana. Yeah, it was Eric. That was incredible. That was like right at the beginning of the match. Yeah. And it's funny too because if you listen to the camera, you can hear Omar saying, you ready? Like mm-hmm. he, like he's making sure that he's in the right spot. Yeah. So this way you can hit the move. It takes you a little bit out of the match, but I don't care. Like I said, from he's what- He's still very green. From what we saw at WrestleMania- Versus what we saw here. What we saw here, okay? And even from what we saw on- Monday Night Raw in a singles match. In a singles match where there wasn't much. Leaps he's, and bounds. He's improved quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Going from the bouncer at the Raw Underground to the guy who gets scores the pin pinfall at Money in the Bank for his team to retain the tag team championship and in WrestleMania. Yeah. To win the tag titles. Yeah. So. And now to a, a murder. Death. Yeah. A, a a murder. A mauling. Um, Bobby Lashley killed Kofi. Yeah, Kofi Mania is dead. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I hope his kids weren't watching. I hope so as well. Um, the fact he went from a hurt lock into this follow-away slam thing. No, the. All right, I know exactly what spot you're talking about. It's not even just that. It's that he kept turning Kofi away from the referee so the referee couldn't see if Kofi was tapping. Mm-hmm. And then the referee would move around to the other side and he'd bring him around. Then he does that fall away slam. Then it's slam. Like, he, he was <laughs> mad. Yeah. You knew the match was over when they got outside the ring and he slammed Kofi into the ring post twice. Mm-hmm. You were like, uh-oh, this isn't good. Yeah. This isn't good. This is angry Bobby Lashley yep. is angry. This is the Bobby Lashley that's gonna that that we were seeing when the Hurt Business first got together. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This and, is the and, dominant champion that we wanted from yep. Bobby Lashley. And and again, this isn't saying that anything derogatory. Give Kofi some time off. You're doing it for Randy Orton right now. 
give Kofi some time off. Kofi's definitely been an MVP of the last couple of years. Yeah, <clears throat> give him some time off. I, it doesn't. Everybody hurt. deserves time off now and again. Yeah, and it gives you a chance that he can. I don't know if he needs to heal up, but it gives him his body a break. Yeah, you know you can't you can't go out there and perform like that every week, every night, mm-hmm. and not expect your body to break down a little bit. So yeah, and especially with his kind of move set, yeah, being almost a high flyer and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Moving on to the women's uh, championship match between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. This match was close to my match of the night. It was so good. But it, the crowd, man. The like, crowd is what ruined Becky this Lynch? for me. Like, seriously. Seriously. Which, we get it. We all want Becky to come back. But this is not a match for Becky Lynch. This is a match between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Chant for these two. These two are two of the greatest women to ever do it in the WWE. That's a, that's a little early for um, that's a little early for me for Rhea Ripley. For Ripley, yeah, it's still a little early for me. She's great, but she's not <clears> one <throat> of the greatest ever to do it. I'm I won't I don't even put her in Lita or Trish Stratus's class right now. She's so, she's great. So but... where do you rank? Say top five women to ever do it. To ever do it. To ever do it in WWE. Okay, well, you got to remember, I'm significantly older than you. So, I mean, there, it, there's China. Ch- China's won. China, I give you number one, yeah. China's won. She won the Intercontinental Championship, and she was in the line to win the WWE title at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's insane to me. I'm going to, I mean, I'm jumping the shark here because she's newer, but Bailey's two. Okay? I put Lita and Trish Stratus both is three. I think they they worked so well together. That it goes it goes hand in hand. I love myself Molly Holly. I'd put Molly Holly on that list. And I mean she's a flair, so Charlotte's got to be in the top five. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, and there's even women I'm not even talking about from the 1980s. Like yeah, okay, Miss Elizabeth was never really in the ring. Alundra but- Blaze. Huh? Alundra Blaze? I mean, but Alundra Blaze really loses a lot of value when, when she goes and she drops the the women's championship yeah. inside of a trash bin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jacqueline was great. Um, awesome Kong. I wasn't so much into Awesome Kong. Um, Gail Kim. I know her better career was over when she was in, in Impact. Impact, but she she still was in WWE mm-hmm. for for a spell. Um, I did say Molly Holly. I love Molly Holly. <laughs> Everything about Molly Holly is great. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's been so many great women, and I'm not taking anything away from Rhea. Rhea, Rhea could be on on the pinnacle of that, but she's also what 24. Yeah, she's like close to my age. She's young. She's man. really young. She's young. There's there's a lot more that's gonna come out of what she could possibly do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So little Mickey James. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Mickey James had a great career. The Bella Twins, I don't think they're great wrestlers, but they helped revolutionize the women's division. Paige. <laughs> There's a lot of women ahead of mm-hmm. ahead of uh, good old Rhea Ripley. I know it's Meredith's favorite, and I know, I know it's Lexi's I, favorite. I know, but I, I really see Rhea Ripley as the new generation she is. of women's professional wrestling. Yeah. I For the new generation of women's professional wrestling, there's two names that I think of immediately, and that's Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Okay, I think of two different names, but okay. Who do you think of? Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Okay, I'll give Io as well. I'm thinking, I'm more so thinking of like the Australian, New Zealand 
area. Okay. I didn't think of EO because I put EO and Asuka in the same kind of realm. Okay. Um, there's another one I put ahead of uh, Rhea. You just keep giving me more names, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. Oscar. Yeah. Just, Sasha Banks. Sasha, Sh- Sasha Banks. Becky Lynch. Yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, Tamina. Natalia. Yeah. But it is, again, because she's young. Yes. Regardless. Moving back to the match. Back to the match. This was such a good match. This yeah. was such a good match. There was so much good in this match. I mean, the spots that they did, the 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 reversals, dude. The the um, wh- what's the what's her finishing move? Not the figure eight, the one that she does. Natural selection, the the avalanche natural uh, selection. What she spiked her. Yeah. So it was after that the scariest moment in my opinion of this match, which I know. They practiced the spot and they practiced the spot, but it was still scary to watch. Was when uh, Ripley went to grab Charlotte, who was out on the outside, um, to bring her back in to finish the match. And when uh, Charlotte grabs Rhea's head and smacks her against the ring post, yeah, and the crack. Yep. You hear, I know it's the ring post. I know it's hollow. It's what it's supposed to sound like. It's supposed to have that reverberation. But that's someone's head you're slamming up against an LED board. Yeah. The, ow. Yeah. And then to sl- to kick her leg in the uh, ring steps, not once, not twice, but three times. Let's be real. If using the header board of the table at Hell in a Cell is a disqualification, then kicking somebody's leg in a stair, uh, and steel, steel stairs three times, that's a DQ. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. But regardless, we have a new 14-time women's champion, Charlotte Flair. Yep. You know who's going to break Brick Flair's record? Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. If Randy Orton doesn't do it, Charlotte Flair will. Yeah. With, with, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, such a good match. Yeah, and then it goes right into this match. Like th- this money in the bank. This this pay per view did not stop. No, it didn't. It did not stop. It did not stop. The men's money in the bank. What? What's the what? ricochet? Yes. Ricochets off the off the ladder. Off the ladder. Off the rope. Moonsault into the crowd of people. Yeah. Like what? But that's Ricochet for you. That's something Ricochet would do. Yeah. I mean, he took the hardest bumps. Oh, no. Kevin Owens did. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Him and Kevin Owens, 1A, 1B. Ricochet took the Alabama slam into the ladder from uh, McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens was power bomb. No, back body dropped onto the spine of the ladder. And then power bombed through another ladder. And Owens looked hurt after the second one. Like, if you notice at the end of the match. Yeah. Um when they did that pan view from the top, you could see him being attended to by mm-hmm. a couple of referees and stuff like that. Cause he was holding the back of his head after he went through the ladder. He might've cracked something or whatever. Yeah. He might've, he might've just gotten knocked for a loop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Jesus, what a, what a match. And the man who should have won one. We've been saying e. this for months. We've been saying it for months, but we've been saying it wrong because when I saw that Kofi versus Lashley was going on before this match, I'm like, shit, when is he cashing in then? Because we already know who's going to come out and face Bobby tonight. We already know who's going to come face-to-face with Bobby tonight. I know. Because it's been every freaking where on the internet wrestling community. Yeah. 
freaking old Berg. Yep. As long as he puts him over, I don't care. Yeah. That's all I, I That's don't all care. I care about. Put him over. If he doesn't put him over and he tries to take the belt, there's a problem. Yeah. There but, definitely is. But I love I I love the big ending off the ladder to end to end the match, okay? Um I I love the RKOs that came out of nowhere. The RK Bros. Everybody yeah. got hit with an RK bro. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um the one guy who was actually kind of quiet through most of the match was Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. That was very shocking, considering I'd expect a lot of fun to come from Shinsuke. Yeah. I mean, they had their fun pre-match. Oh, yeah. Riddle, Boogs, and Nakamura all rocking out to Randy Orton's theme song. Yeah. Kevin Owens is just standing there in the background like, what? What? I love Rick Bukagan. Oh, he's unbelievable. I told you. He's my spirit animal. I know I've been saying that again for a very, very, very long time. I I know. I I love that, man. Um, But it's funny because... That's that I think that almost sets the seeds between Boogs and Nakamura eventually. You think? Boogs is saying it's his favorite theme song, and Boogs is saying it's the th- song he likes to play the most. Oh, and, Randy Orton? Yeah. Yeah. It, like Nakamura. If you watch Nakamura, he's like, huh? What? Yeah. And then he starts rocking out with him because he just starts playing the guitar, and Nakamura likes when he plays the guitar. So yeah. it was it was an incredible match, man. Yeah. Incredible match. And it sets up what happens at the end of the night between a participant in that match, Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. and the eventual loser of the main event. Mm-hmm. But, Jesus, the right guy got the champion. The right guy has the money in the bank. Yeah. like It's been questionable the past couple of years with Otis winning and uh, Brock winning. There was nothing questionable about Brock winning it. Absolutely nothing questionable. No? Nope. Why? Why was it questionable? Because because it was the first time, aside from the very first one with Edge, where he's called his cash in. I, I'm not. A, I'm a fan of the surprise cash in. You never know when it's going to happen. It's yeah. that's the whole point of it. He called for his cash in. Yeah, but again, he's just that dumb. That's the thing about Lesnar. Lesnar does what Lesnar wants to do. Paul Heyman's been saying it for years. Yeah. Okay. Lesnar ended Undertaker's streak. That was called that day. Just listen to Undertaker's Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold. That was called that day. They weren't planning that. Really? They were like, no, he's the one who's going to end it. Wow. So, Lesnar does what Lesnar wants to do. Lesnar wants to turn the money in the bank into the money in the boom box. He does it. That was the the best part of uh, the Brock party. You know what I mean? It was amazing. Yeah. And, and and then what's it lead into? Think about it. He wins the money in the bank. He gets the championship back. What's it lead to? It leads to the Royal Rumble. It leads to R-Truth calling out Brock Lesnar, saying he's going to throw him over, throw Paul Heyman over the top rope. It leads to the funny moments like that. Mm-hmm. It leads to the pop that we got for Drew McIntyre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Leads so, to Drew winning the title. Yes, yada, yada, yada. Exactly. Yada, yada. So yeah. I, I, I did like it. Um, the One other note from this match, and... People need to go back and rewatch it. You can see again when they're doing that wide pan view with um, Biggie on the top of the. Mm-hmm. You can see Matt Riddle clapping and cheering with the guy who wears the uh, um, the smiley the green, green shirt. shirt. Yeah, green you know, shirt the, with the brown hat. Yeah, the, the, the trader who was yeah. seen at Fighter Fest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could see him and Riddle like, celebrating together. celebrating together, and then. 
Big E went out and celebrated with that group of guys, just yeah. not him, but the three guys who were on the side of him mm-hmm. or whatever. It's so good to see these guys back in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. We finally get that big crowd celebration yep. like we've always loved. Yep. Moving on to the main event, we had Roman Reigns versus Edge. <sighs> now, I, I heard something in the podcast I was listening to this morning that if this match was not in front of a crowd, it would have fallen a little bit flat. I think so. Because this was a very drawn out, slugfest. Was it like 40 minutes? It was a long match. I felt like 40 minutes. I want to confirm how long it actually was. I'm trying to think from from the start of the entrances to roll credits. It had to be 40 minutes. Yeah. So let me see here. Money in the Bank 2021. The final match went on for 33 minutes and 10 seconds. Okay, but that's match. That's not intros and everything. No, that is just the match. So 40 minutes, yeah. Um, With the longest match before that one being 17 minutes and 40 seconds, which was the men's money in the bank. Yeah, because Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley was the third longest, just followed behind by the women's. The fact that double the time, pretty much, of the men's money in the bank was your main event. Yeah, it did. It it did drag out. It did, um, but it worked well. And I think oh, the, it did. And, and having the crowd definitely did help it quite a bit. Um, I I love how after it's all said and done, after he wins the match and stuff like that, you know, we get the new angle mm-hmm. with Rollins and Edge as they fight through the crowd. And then he grabs the mic and he says, you know, acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. And then Cena's music hit. There's only been two times the WWE Universe has popped for Cena that way. His return to the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and that and last night. Mm-hmm. Th- someone brought a sign last night. And it was very reminiscent of the if Cena wins, we, we riot. riot. It was if Cena returns, we cheer. Yeah. I have never heard a John Cena pop that loud. I mean, when he's in Boston, he gets a good pop like that. Yes. Um, at the hometown pop. Yeah. It's just what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Again, the only other time he ever popped like that was when he came out number 30 in Madison in Square Garden in 2008. When he won the Royal Rumble. Returning after from returning from, an from his elbow injury. The crowd didn't know how to react because they popped and then almost immediately they just started to boo the guy again. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, he popped last night. And stayed being cheered. And they cheered him the whole time. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that match. I'm going to tell you right now, it cannot be like The Rock versus Cena. It cannot go on for an extended period of time. This match needs to be, be, be big move counted by big move it needs to follow the Brock Lesnar school of wrestling matches. Yeah. Okay. Big move after big move after big move. You get a six minute match. Yes. That's it. And that's it. And that's it. And Roman Reigns has to then again be like Bruno San Martino and hold his title mm-hmm. for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
simple as that. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to hit us up on the show's Instagram page at Double Doink Network or reach out to us on our personals at DJ Ald and at Darlauf and Doink 508. We are available to stream at any time on your favorite podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and many more. Thank you again so much for listening. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. <laughs>